Hello and welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast from Deadline. And on this episode, we have the talented actor Mamadou Athey, star of television and film. He has a varied body of work, including Netflix content such as The Unicorn Store, The Get Down, and Amazon's horror film Black Box. He's also in the sci-fi film Underwater with Kristen Stewart and will appear in Jurassic Park Dominion coming out this year. Currently, he stars in the Netflix horror series Archive 81, which during our interview, I kept calling Archive 51, which, I look, I know it's horrible, it's bad. For some reason, I kept thinking about Area 51 for some wild reason. So I apologize to listeners and to Mamadou and to Netflix for screwing that up during the entire interview. I don't know what it is about 51 and 81, but during the discussion, we also talk about his career and what his process is for choosing the roles that he does. And since he's starred in a significant amount of horror content, I had to ask him about his growing status as a screen king. Now remember to share and subscribe to Scene to Scene podcast that's available on Apple and Spotify. Now with that, let's get into it. Thank you again for um, for joining me for uh, Deadline Scene to Scene podcast. Uh, uh, you have been so busy. Like, how does it feel to be like one of the hardest working people to be working in Hollywood right now? At least in my opinion. Like, oh, I was like, I don't know if that's the world. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if that's my opinion either. Um, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it is, you know what, more than that, it's nice to be working with um, like-minded people mm-hmm. um, and people that, you know, you, you, you want to work with, you know, like you both have a mutual respect and, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's the most important thing, rather than just filling the schedule. Right, right. And you, like, your resume is extremely versatile and diverse. You've done comedy, you've done drama, you've done horror. Is it something about, do you just want to work in each genre, or is it just something about the stories and the scripts that attracts you to the projects that you've been a part of? Yeah, you know, it's 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 not even the genre. Um, it's yeah, it's definitely mostly the uh, the people that I'm working with, mm-hmm. and and the uh, stories, the characters, and um, you know what we're trying to do with the story. Um, but primarily, the thing that gets me into a project, I remember like uh, when I, when Black Box came my way, I met with Emmanuel, and I was like, I don't care what it is, I want to work with this guy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'd been wanting to work with Becca Thomas since I saw Electric Children back. I mean, before I graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's usually like that kind of entry point and then there's everything else that kind of adds up to like, yeah, I gotta do this. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, I'd say actually it's typically the people. And, you know, you probably will disagree with this, but I gotta say that there, you are definitely like a growing presence amongst the horror genre specifically, because I know you did huh. water, uh, yes. you did black <laughs> box, um, and now you got Archive 51. And 81. <laughs> Archive 81. Um, I keep thinking 51 because I keep put, I keep getting the alien thing confused. 
but I know it's archived. I see, I see what happened there. I've, That's yeah, hilarious. I've been calling it 51 for a couple of, uh, for a week now. People are like, it's 81. So I'm like, so embarrassed that I did that in front of you. So I apologize for that. It's but, all good to me, yeah. Um, what it, like, I don't know if anybody's ever put it in perspective, but, you know, as we approach uh, this month, there's been a lot of examination about um, Black people mm. in the horror genre mm. and sort of advancing it beyond the tropes that we know. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just curious how, are you, re did you realize that you were a part of this sort of like, or you're building sort of a horror legacy? At least that's how some of the fans see you, believe it or not. That's crazy to me. Uh, no, I didn't realize that. <laughs> like I said, like, it was just about the people I wanted to work with and um, the characters in the story. Um, the genre, you know, that's, that's secondary to me because I don't like, you know, genre act. I, I just do what is truthful in the, in the circumstance, or at least I try to. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, but hey, good to know, good to know. I mean, the next couple of projects I got going are definitively not in the horror genre, so. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And so can you talk a little bit about working on Archive 51, working with, uh, like, see, I did it again. 81, yes, yes, 81. Uh, Archive 81, um, uh -huh. working with Netflix and uh, the story and uh, how you grew into your character and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, um, well, Let's see how I, well, honestly, I, I have to be completely honest. Um, I signed on to do this while I was shooting Jurassic, mm -hmm. um, but that was, you know, around the time of the election. Mm -hmm. um, that was obviously wow. after, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. uh, <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, we, we had, um, we just had a really just, I mean, I was going to say summer, like a, uh, like a, just a really traumatizing summer, mm -hmm. but really like the last couple of years have just been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's its own horror movie. Terrible, <laughs> you yeah. know? And so um, I, I remember telling them at the start, I was like, hey, you know, we get a lot for free with this project because, you know, like I feel ready to go mm -hmm. into this space, unfortunately, like in a way, unfortunately. Um, right. uh, you know, at, at like a personal cost, because it's just like, you know, the psychic toll of all this for everyone. I mean, I was in like more for fortunate positions, you know, I was working, I was healthy, I was safe, I was very well taken care of in all these ways, but like, you know, I was just very concerned about the future and actually like the present. Um, so, you know, working on it, what it was challenging in a way that I had never experienced before, just mentally. Um, and, you know, working in isolation, um, and not seeing anybody just going home, learning lines, waking up like very early in the morning, going to work, going home, learning lines. And, you know, the subject matter and like what this character has to go through is, you know, just after six months, <laughs> it takes a toll. Um, so I took some time off. But uh, yeah, my, my relationship with Netflix, Netflix has been great. Um, you know, I started working with them shortly after I graduated school, um, doing the get down. And then, you know, Uncorked came my way and uh, and they also bought a uniform store that wasn't their like production, but they, you know, they bought it. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a real pleasure. 
Um, I feel like I'm missing a part of your question. No, 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 you answered it. You, okay. you, answered, you answered all of it because actually my next question was going to be about um, cork and learning mm. about wine. And if that particular, if, if you learned anything specifically that you kept with you since shooting that, because actually since watching Uncork the world of wine and learning, I, I didn't know that it was like tasting and, you know, swirling and, and spitting things out and yeah. drinking things in and learning about the taste and the flavor. Like it kind of, you know, makes you like a, like a superhero where you have like all of this sense and taste powers and everything. So I'm just wondering, you know, have you, you know, held any of that information with you? Have you become like a wine person or anything like that? You know what? I haven't, but I learned so much about it. Uh, and and I'll, I was right there with you. There was so little I knew about wine. It was, it was crazy. I was like, man, what am I going to do? Obviously, you know, like I didn't, like it was all laid out for me. Like I didn't actually have to know the stuff, but you want to have like some kind of base knowledge in order to like, you know, carry you through the film because, you know, people can tell like if somebody knows what they're talking about or not, or somebody's faking it or not, or like you, you have to have like some level of baseline and, you know, intelligence with the, the topic at hand. Um, that was such a such a blast. I worked with this, this sommelier down in Memphis called, uh, his name was Ryan. I worked with Dylan Proctor, mm-hmm. um, who was from the, you know, the Doc Psalm. Um, yeah, and we, we just had a great time. And Prentice Penny, I mean, <laughs> that guy, is, he's just the best. Um, you know, I, I, I'll forever be grateful to him, to him giving me that part. And, uh, you know, just had like a really healthy, fun. I had never laughed so much in the set. Mm-hmm. Nisi Nash and Courtney B. Vance are the two most hilarious people I think I've ever met. <laughs> They're so funny. Like those those dinner scenes, I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those scenes were great, man. And it's like. You should have seen it on the. Like, I couldn't get through a tape without breaking. I, <laughs> I typically don't break. I typically do not break. Mm. They were so, and, and not just that, like everybody at that dinner table was killing me. Oh man, that was such a fun movie. You could tell that the chemistry and the dynamic between everybody, like it was really genuine. You could see it, to, you know, through the screen. And so like, now the, the get down was such a huge thing for Netflix and it was sort of a huge thing for the culture and it was not just huge in terms of you know the narrative but on a grand scale as far as like the drama Mm -hmm. the the setting and the world that Baz Luhrmann sort of creates Uh, what was it like um, working with someone who has such a grand vision about everything um exhilarating exciting you know th- there was a there was a couple of directors in my school that I felt like were in the same universe as him that you know I was like oh this is like like you know very spectacle oriented but also there's a very human aspect to like you know when it came down to it um I, that was the most daunting project <laughs> I mean not only because of the scope Mm. But, uh, you know, the character, the character I was playing was, uh, I was like, I didn't know who I was auditioning for until um, actually Baz told me mm. after like I had already gotten, I was like, wait, because everybody that walked in, I remember it was like, flash, flash, flash. I was like, all right. And uh, <laughs> and he told me, he was like, yeah, so um, did you study him? Or like, what? 
I was like, who? <laughs> and he was like, Flash. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Grandmaster Flash, you're playing Grandmaster huh and so like it was just so and from there because it was so little i knew about grandmaster flash and and really that era of hip-hop in general which i think is a real shame because i mean without those pioneers i mean they changed music not just hip. i mean they, they not just created a new genre they changed music entirely and and i mean they were like dude this dude was a scientist you know what I mean? He's like an inventor for real. Um, so it's like, I just remember because he taught me also how to DJ, DJ Scratch Academy and Flash. They taught me how to DJ. And the everlasting patience of those people. Because I had <laughs> no, I had no sense of They taught me. They taught mm -hmm. me a sense of rhythm. I was like, my family all knows how to dance. Everybody knows how like, you know, keep, keep in time. I was the one. I was the one who was on the one three. I like two left, like it was just terrible. Um, so uh, yeah, they, I, I'm always grateful to those guys. That was that was a scary project, let me tell you. <laughs> I can imagine it sort of being, you know, with the scope and then everything that you had to learn just to, you know, make it through you know, each shooting. I, I, props and hassle to you. It's not. Those are not easy shoes to fill, but I think you did a wonderful job. And the get down is like, you know, really popular among folks. You know, we still talk about it to this day. And oh, that's great. He was, you know, Baz was in his bag when he created <laughs> the get down. Um, yeah, he was doing his thing for sure. And I want to, I guess I want to get more into sort of like your acting origins. And do you remember the first film that made you want to? be a part of a business and made you want to become an actor? The first one, the first, like, you know, because I, I felt like I went through a lot of stages um, in, in that journey. Um, let me actually, let me really think about it. Cause I, I remember saying a couple of different movies and I'm like, is that actually the truth? Yeah. Like what really, like what really was the one that really got me? I remember like there was just certain, I remember watching Life is Beautiful as a kid and being so moved by it. Mm -hmm. I remember watching Gladiator and being so moved by it. Like, you know, like just like, like these kind of, well, I mean, I'm not Gladiator is a family movie, but, <laughs> but I saw it with my family uh, and and I don't know, there are just certain movies that just really affected me. I cannot tell you honestly which one was the one that got me, but there was a particular kind of movie that kind of spoke to the human condition in the face of great adversity that really, that really got me. And I think that has a, a common theme um, with the projects I'm attracted to. Awesome. And like, I remember Life is Beautiful getting a lot of buzz that year and Roberto Benigni, I think, believe yeah. Um, yeah, that's winning the Oscar for that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he stands up on the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that whole that whole, that whole <laughs> moment and uh you know the movie and the subsequent films that he was created after was sort of his yeah. sort of legacy and everything like that. And so when you started going out and auditioning for for roles like well you know I guess what I want to know is like do you find yourself still having to audition or you know 
are things more so being sent to you? Um, you know, and how does how does that sort of feel as someone who is you know who started off new and is now a part of these huge projects? Um, you know, it really just depends, and you'd be surprised which ones uh, I, I get asked to audition for and which ones are often very surprised <laughs> it's like there's no rhyme or reason to this whatsoever i guess um but yeah no it's you know yeah again i i've been fortunate to have like-minded people just like we just are attracted to each other so it's it's been pretty um lately it's been pretty easy to like you know have a conversation with the kind of people that i i'd, I'd really want to work with i've had my eye on for a while and then you know get something started from there but uh yeah, it, sorry to say. Yeah, I, I know. And, and I can see the level of surprise on your face. You're still thinking about it. Like, like you'd be surprised that nothing, mm -hmm. I, I try to say, nothing surprises me about Hollywood anymore, but I guess- Fair enough. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, but I guess there's still room for shock, you know, when it comes to uh, certain things and how the business works towards certain people and and anything. So, you you know, you, you've done a lot of roles and stuff like that. Is there one, because I'm always like asking people and putting them on the spot about the one thing that they can remember. But is there one role or you know one character mm -hmm. that has stuck with you since you've been a part of that project or been a part of that film, that television show, that series? And if there is one character, what did you learn from them that you kept with you? Um, I did this play when I was in grad school, when I was about to graduate from grad school, called The Visit. Mm -hmm. And I played this, the schoolmaster in it. And it was, again, it was just about people, people confronted with, you know, extraordinarily difficult circumstance. And the conversations that I'd have with people on the street were different to other conversations that I'd had prior. Um, it was just like a diff, like we were really talking about like real, like just real issues in a way that I was like, oh, this is how I can do this until I'm 80. Because there are other shows that I was in school, I was like, what am I doing? This is, I'm too old for this. You know what I mean? Like, honestly. But like <laughs> this one felt so useful and the conversations that I were having were so uh, just frankly moving to me in the play itself. I, the conversations, the play and the conversations that I had mirrored each other um, in terms of what I felt was just, just I, 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 I realized why I wanted to be an actor in my third year of grad school doing that play. Like I, I had like a yearning for it, I had a, a deep passion for it and a love for it, but I wasn't, I was very um, all over the place. I wasn't very focused. I wasn't very good a lot of the time. Um, but when I did that play, I was like, okay, this is the kind of thing I need to be doing and something that I really just care about. And I think that that's, you know, listening to you, I think that that's definitely the core of what you do is you get projects you care about and work with people who you find value with and mm -hmm. you guys create sort of great art. And man, I, I can't wait to, to see what the future holds for you. And I can't wait to see you in more, more, more horror films. Like you got <laughs> to build the Scream King, like you know, reputation. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a lot of pressure. I'm not trying to put pressure on you, 
but uh, the fans they watching they're watching <laughs> you know they're looking and you know horror it has been such a such a growing genre in terms of seeing inclusivity and you know frankly real representation and not just yeah. visibility people being on screen so mm -hmm. um you know you represented that for some of the roles that you've been in and trust me i have my ear to the street in horror friend horror fans appreciate what you're doing and oh and i just wanted to relay that message from the street to you <laughs> it means a lot valerie thank you thanks for sharing uh, and uh, I, I really appreciate you being a guest on uh, Deadline Scene to Scene podcast. And uh, we are looking, for, hopefully you get to come on again. And- My pleasure, uh, anytime. Uh, I can't wait to see what else you got cooking out there. Thank you so much. Thank you, Valerie. Thanks for your time, I appreciate it.